Welcome back, everybody, to Warp Factor Fiction. I'm your host, Mick Manhattan, joined, as always, by Ensign Tommy, my snobbit buddy, who's along for the Star Trek ride. Warp Factor Fiction is a chronological analysis of Star Trek on screen. We truly appreciate you guys joining in. We are right now talking about Star Trek Enterprise Season 4, the back half episodes, uh, 12 through 22. That's right. We are in the last season of Enterprise. It has been a hell of a journey in these past four months. And next month, we're getting into Discovery Season 1, then Discovery Season 2, then Strange New World Season 1, then Strange New World Season 2, and so on and so forth. We will be doing it all in chronological order. So hopefully you guys are joining in for us uh, and having fun with it along the way. If you guys really like this, we do have a companion series. Please make sure you rate and review us if you're listening to us as a podcast. Follow us if you're out there on Spotify, iTunes, wherever. We're all over the podcast platforms. Uh, If you're watching us on YouTube, please make sure to hit subscribe, hit like, and hit that notification bell because we have a companion series called Quarter Impulse. It's like a 15-minute show where we talk about different things going on in the Star Trek universe that we really, truly appreciate and enjoy. So we really like that you guys are joining in, and uh, we really appreciate it. So this is a Patreon-exclusive series. It comes out for our patrons the first month, and then after that is available for you to watch or listen. If you guys want to check out our Patreon, go over. We have six tiers available for all different levels with so many different perks available to you. It's a lot of fun, and we really appreciate you guys being a part of it. All right, so here it is. Tommy, you want to say anything before we get started, buddy? Um, Hi. I hope you've watched every other episode, because if you haven't, then you should probably go back and watch those before you watch this. Or you won't know anything that's going on. Or just join in. Join in and let's have a good time, right? So Yeah. That's what it's all about with the Star Trek. So um, now we were talking about it. So the next three episodes, episodes 12, 13, and 14, um, are a three-parter, you were saying, right? Yes. So tell, can you elaborate a little bit more? This is the third three-parter of the um, season so far, and also the last three-parter. So basically, this one kind of sets up a big wave up um, kind of how things are going about. It's all coming to a head in this season. It's the final season of Enterprise. We know that it's gearing up towards the building of the Federation. Uh, and for anybody who doesn't know the Federation, the founding members, of course, were the humans, the uh, Vulcans, the Andorians, and the Tellarites. And so we have been dealing a lot with like what's going on with the Vulcans and the humans. What's going on with the Andorians and the humans? What's going on with the Andorians and the Vulcans? Now we're bringing the Tellarites into the mix because they have issues, trade issues with the Andorians as well. Uh, And this is going to kind of come to a head. We have a faction, another species, trying to kind of stick their hands in it to stop these alliances from happening. So Babel 1, Episode 12. Enterprise escorts the Tellarites to a peace talks with the Andorians. While transporting, they rescue Andorians and say the Tellarites attack them. Enterprise is soon attacked by an Andorian ship, and Archer must prove who is responsible. See, I really like this first episode. This first episode I thought was really good because now Enterprise is bridging the gap, no pun intended, uh, between the Tellarites and the Andorians. Of course, we get Shran back. Um, The love of his life is there. Uh, and the Tellarites are there, the ambassadors there. Uh, so like you have a lot of hot headedness in this. Nobody really wants to talk and Archer has to be very diplomatic in it. What'd you think about this episode? I liked episode one better than episode two in this. 
And mm -hmm. but I liked episode three the most. I liked the third part the most. The best. Yeah. Cause they so they find this ship. Now the ship keeps showing up as a different ship each time it attacks. Mm -hmm. And what they find out is that this ship can change its form. And so they send Reed and they send Trip onto it to try and figure out what's going on to get to the bridge. Mm -hmm. And as they're all over and it is a doozy, they're having a, tr a tough time even navigating through the ship. Uh, and Archer's trying to deal with the Andorians and the Tellarites so they don't kill each other. And they ha he has a interna <laughs> international, an interspace <laughs> incident on his hands here. Uh, you come to find out that the Romulans are the ones behind this um you know with this drone and that really comes into fruition in the next episode episode 13 united captain archer must convince the vulcans the tellarites and the andorians to unite to find the romulan ship it's a drone nobody is manning the ship on it it's just a drone that is being flown and it can change its form and then attack these ships to kind of keep this heat of the battle alive you know, and keep these people fighting. And so that way there is, will never be a unification. So as they go on, they're trying to figure out why the Romulans are doing this, try and figure out the ship and how they're manning the ship. What did you think about the second episode? I really liked it. The, these three episodes are one of my favorites. It's the best three-parter in my opinion, but um, I did not like it. It was my least favorite out of the three uh, in this three-parter. It's so good. Like, I liked how um, they did, like, with the Romulans. I think this was the true birth of the Federation. I get, like, it wasn't really until later, but I think this was the real birth of the Federation. It, I think it was the real birth of the Federation because it was solely impactful on how Archer handled everything. Archer could not fly off the handle. Archer had to handle everything perfectly with all of these species to make this work. Mm -hmm. And to and the Romulans, they are an adversary that's just, they are pretty devastating if they need to be. We've already seen that just in this show with the mines, you know, and things like that. So for them to be coming out and be aggressors and trying to stop any type of unity, you know, it, it's pretty interesting. So the third episode in this, episode 14, the Anar, um, Enterprise finds out that the Marauder, which is the name of the drone, uh, was piloted telepathically by, by an Anar, a subspecies of the Andorians. So they live in a cold spot of Andorian, and they, they're not blind, right? They're just... They are blind. They are blind, yeah, but they can see telepathically. That's what it is, right? So that's how they kind of go back and forth with it. And they, the Romulans took one to go and uh, to to link up their ship so it can telepathically fly it around and cause this trouble. It's it's using the Anar. The, that Anar's sister goes to help them try and stop this. It's an interesting situation how they kind of put this all plays out. Lots of tensions sort of boiling over. Archer has a lot going on, but it is an interesting, like you said, it is a good birth of the Federation, I thought. Mm -hmm. Babel 1, who's your highlight character and what's your moral? For the, I have my highlight character being Shran across the board. All three, huh? I love Shran. I love Shran. And I would normally say that too. And he did such a great job in this, but it's got to be Archer for me on all three. Because Archer 
the fact that he had to hold it all together with all of these species that hate each other and really keep it together that was that was a big deal in my opinion even if i, I had i don't hate your choice by the way i don't mean to cut you off but i don't hate your choice shran did a great job too and jeffrey combs will always win in my opinion even if i had archie for the first two shran was the third one because uh the enar that um they recruit becomes shran's wife and like that's kind of like mm -hmm. a big he's like really big in that uh archer oh, yeah. is a close second though and, and he, that's such a big one and even comes up later too with his wife and the fact that they have the child together mm -hmm. but i i'm with you on it and i dig that a lot um and the fact that Archer's present for it, it just, it adds that yeah. element of like how important Archer is to all of this. Right. You know, and like, even he's starting to see it more and more. Like, remember when he was willing to sacrifice himself to destroy the weapon? And <laughs> now more and more, it's like, oh man, I'm kind of the guy, aren't I? I'm kind of, I, I kind of need to be here. This is too big. <laughs> uh, what did you think about these episodes though? I really liked them. Uh, like I said, they like I said earlier, they were my favorite three-parter. I still think the one that was just before this, eleven, was better than these. Okay, but uh, fourteen's a close second to eleven for me. I like that. What are the morals you learned from this? Is there one singular moral through the three, or one? Mainly one. It's uh, well, the common term is two heads are better than one, but it's four alien species are better than one. I like that. I like that a lot. Working together. Is better than working alone i like yeah it. episode 15 affliction while enterprise is visiting earth flox is abducted by the klingons and forced to research a cure for a virus destined to wipe out the race reed is tapped by a secret agency and ordered to betray archer trip transfers to the columbia this is a two-parter this is the first one this is a lot to unpack let's talk about this one first episode 15 uh, affliction was a good one so let's uh let's unpack it real quick flocks being abducted by the klingons he was brought on because one of the klingon doctors knew who he was uh and knew how brilliant he was and realized that he could probably help that the klingon empire is wants to be wanted genetically enhanced klingons and so they were making them but in that in that point when they were making them created a virus that was that could kill off the entire klingon population so they had to race against time to try and stop it there were some genetically enhanced uh klingons that existed this was partly done because what it was doing was it was making them more look more human-like and that was partly done to kind of explain their look the klingon look in the original series which as we go on you guys will realize like in the original series klingons looked more human in ds9 there's kind of a small explanation where they ask Worf, why did they look so human back then he said we don't really like talk about it it's because of the genetic genetically enhanced klingons so that's just a tidbit for you guys that's why they did this but it was an interesting episode to say the least uh james avery plays the Klingon general who's in charge of all of this. Uh, if you don't know who James Avery is, he played Uncle Phil on Fresh Prince. He also played the voice of Shredder on the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. Uh, I thought it was very cool. And Trip transfers to the Columbia, the NX-02, under Captain Hernandez because 
he realizes that it hurts too much to be around to Paul, especially now that she's married. So let's unpack this episode. What did you think about this episode, Tom? And yeah, let's go from there. I really liked it. Um, I mean, like, it was really deep. Like, there were multiple things, like, trip transfer to Columbia for a little bit until he went back on because he had to do something in this two-parter. Um, well, he tripped for a little uh, trip left for a little bit to help them. But he ultimately wanted to make it a permanent thing because he wanted to get away from T'Pol while she was married. Right. Uh, but later we'll explain why he doesn't have to. True. <laughs> it's very true. Uh, and so let's uh, let's episode 16, which is the second part to this. While Enterprise tries to bring Trip on board to reverse the malicious Klingon modifications. That's right. The Klingons attack Enterprise. They make some modifications. And it really does a number on the ship. Uh, so they try to bring Trip back on so that way he can help fix some things. Phlox is still taken prisoner uh, to help find figure out a cure for the virus. He and Antak, who is the doctor, the Klingon doctor, mm-hmm. uh, race to find a cure for the virus um, that will not please... Um, find General. a cure for the virus that will not please General Kavak who is James Avery's character. So what do you think they, they want, they still, he still wants a cure for the virus and the genetic, genetic enhancements. Mm-hmm. And they want to just cure the virus. No genetic enhancements. So like, no, you're Klingons. What are you crazy? Like, we're not going to genetically enhance you. You guys are already genetically enhanced. What they are? <laughs> They're stronger. I mean, like more than anyone else for the most part. Um, Klingons are for sure like some of the top of the food chain here. Are Klingon are Klingons just too strong, or is everybody else just too weak? No, they their physiology is is yeah. much superior to ours. Uh, that is for sure. That's not to say that fights couldn't be won, but you know it just comes down to how kind of kind of how it all plays out. All right, so another two-parter. Um, you know, what did you think we're dealing with the genetically enhanced again uh, in this season? Now it's the Klingons. Uh, what did you th- What did you think of these two episodes? What, how did it play out? This storyline for you? I liked it. This This sort of contradicts with something that you said earlier, where you're like, the Augments got this three-parter, but then they play no role in anything else. But they play. But if it wasn't for the Augments. If it wasn't for that three-parter, the Klingons never would have gotten the genetic enhancements. True. So that did play a part in this. I think I meant it more thinly because for me, this the, these only exist for the sheer fact that they're trying to explain why Klingons look the way they did in the original series. Which is weird because they had full ridges in Discovery. Well, now you can explain that, though. Now you can say that. Now, now you can say why in Discovery, why in Enterprise, and why Discovery, why in Strange New Worlds, and anything else that comes out before uh, the original series, the Klingons that we see all look the way they do. You know mm. what I'm saying? So now it makes sense. You're like, okay, yeah, all right, they all look like Klingons, although we can get into this in discovery they look even less like klingons in discovery but whatever uh <laughs> it makes no sense to me but whatever um but it's all really to explain why in the original series they looked human like yeah so it's it's really just fan service fan service honestly like and it, honestly it, this is one that i don't think we needed it's a cool storyline i liked it 
I and I like the fact that we got a Klingon story mm-hmm. this season, but I didn't love it. You know, like I, I didn't. It wasn't because I knew it was a one-off. I knew that, that nothing more was going to come from this. Right. You know, so it's just. But other than that, it was a cool like two two part story. Right. Who are your uh, highlight characters, and what's the morals that you learned? Flocks for both. Yeah, me too. Flocks definitely. And then the moral is, it's okay to ask for help. Okay. Because Flocks was like, why didn't you just ask? We would have helped you. And the Klingons were saying, asking for help is dishonorable. Mm. We can't do that. Okay. I like it. You learned some good lessons here, kid. All right. Let's get to episode 17, Bound. The men of Enterprise fall under the seductive control of three Orion women. Trip is the only male member of the crew not to succumb to the women because he's so in love, and I don't blame him. Uh, so the Orion women, so uh, Reed and Archer go to visit the Orion Syndicate once they're called upon. They give them these three women that's who they call slaves, and they say they're yours now. They come on the plane. They start seducing them. And they start taking over the ship, basically, is what it comes mm-hmm. down to. Trip really shined in this one. The trip does I not trip. fall for it. Yeah. Right off the bat, I think we're both trip on this. Because like, he was his episode. Mm-hmm. And if anything, like- this was his way of, like, coming back out of it and, like, showing to Paul he cared. You know what I mean? I feel like this was, like, a trip to Paul, uh like character development episode i don't feel like anybody else really did anything other than archer yeah. putting in the brig what did you think so what did you think about the episode in a whole like it's a very over sexualized episode i know you're 11 that's a hard thing to kind of really talk about especially with your stepdad so i'm not going to force your hand on anything in this or make you feel uncomfortable um but as an episode what did you think weird it was very weird very weird episode okay that's, a, that's as far as i'll make it go uh you, we already talked about trip being your highlight what's a um a moral for you that you pulled up? love conquers all <laughs> i i i see the shrug of the shoulders like uh i didn't have a moral but i'm just gonna say love conquers all on this one so i'm gonna give that one to you because <laughs> i can see how com- uncomfortable your blush is going right now and now let's get to an even more uncomfortable episode uh two-parter um in a mirror darkly parts one and two these are the mirror episodes the terran empire the terran empire you are so obsessed with the mirror episodes which i'm, I'm i love and i can't wait for you to see more of like what kind of comes of it wait until you get to ds9 ds9 visits the mirror seasons a mirror uh, universe quite a bit uh okay in a mirror darkly set in the dark and oppressive mirror universe Cat- commander archer leads a mutiny in a bold attempt to seize control of an advanced starship a vessel from the future that may be the key to saving the terran empire and then uh, in a mirror darkly two, part two the mirror universe saga concludes as archer declares himself captain of a formidable starship from the future while his alien crew launch a rebellion and a desperate bid to keep him from achieving ultimate power these are big episodes these are this is this, different we get we get a lot of fan service in this but this is very different type of episodes it tied um, into nothing except what like in the show itself and enterprise itself this tied into nothing if this didn't have an entire other franchise then this then these two would have tied into nothing but there are the other shows which it does tie into one thing i uh it really doesn't tie in anything you're right it's this was done for fun 
at, at best it's fan service you get a lot of stuff in here that kind of pops back in you know that that just shows a lot of stuff that we really like and care about that we really you know we wouldn't normally see in different areas uh one i really thought was cool is that you get a a difference a different look at a the theme song it gives yeah. you a history it's a different theme song and it gives you a different history of like the nazis won the all the bad guys throughout history basically won and that's how the terran empire was forged and now we just destroy um alien beings all over the place and you know whereas you say it's not connected it is connected a little bit to the theme of what the last few episodes in the season before the final episode uh really touches down on and that's the xenophobia because the terran the terran empire is all about xenophobia right Mm -hmm. they want to they want to take it out as much as possible so it really like they they come back to they come back to that quite a bit and i really dug the uh I really like the uh, um, how they kind of played into that. How Earth is sort of becoming what the Terran Empire already is and is set up as. You know, mm-hmm. now come back to it and you see how different things are. Like, look at T'Pol, who is clearly T'Pol and Hoshi and everything. They're, they're you know, women are treated almost over-sexualized and like you know second-class citizens and uh not listened to very often and you know things like that so yeah you're dealing with some really mean motor scooters here right Mm -hmm. so this mirror universe is very different and i don't want to give away too much because we're going to see way more in the mirror universe as we go on and because it's chronological i don't want to give away too much for you to see it's super different from how it is in discovery because like you won't no 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 you don't get to say that because you've literally where we're at you've seen one episode of them in the mirror universe and you know nothing yet i know that uh and, some no, stuff that i can't say because no 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 you know nothing yet and i'm not trying to pick on you you have to like there's so much for you to discover about the mirror universe coming up mm-hmm. and, and just in, in discovery right so i am going to stop you right there because We'll tackle that on next month's episode (laughs) because once we get past that hump and you see like what actually comes to fruition and in the mirror universe and how the mirror universe is now playing out because this, you're right. This isn't connected to our main universe in any way. Mm -hmm. No one Like a lot of the mirror universe episodes are somebody from our universe ends up there. This isn't, this is just, these are the characters in the mirror universe. Go. You know, so like we're we're taking a break from our universe, uh, but when we get to discovery, the mirror universe plays a huge role into it, and I'm very excited for it. So, you know, it would be a really cool show. What if they did a, a spinoff of any Star Trek show, but it was the characters in the mirror universe, like they did Next Gen, but the entire thing was mirror universe. They do have comic books. They have mirror mm-hmm. universe comic books, and then like. If they were to do a Mirror Universe episode, that would be them going into the main universe. I hope they never do that, only because of what Star Trek is supposed to be and what it's supposed to represent. I like visiting the Mirror Universe, but I don't want to be there. 
if that makes sense. I like the positivity of what the world is, you know. But we're actually going to be talking about the mirror universe a bit in a in a quarter impulse. So if you guys want to hear about more about that, make sure you are subscribed to the Scene Slides YouTube channel because that's where you can watch our companion series, Quarter Impulse, where we get into it more and more. Uh, and we're going to be doing a lot more in-depth about the mirror universe as we go on. But we're going to talk about this there. So we'll get into that. All right. Uh, so In a Mirror Darkly, parts one and two. Like I said, we get a lot of fan service. We get the USS Defiant, or actually it's the ISS Defiant, which is a futuristic ship. It's a Constitution class, the same as our USS Enterprise uh, NCC-1701. Um, Archer takes it over. They're wearing the old uniforms, the whole nine yards. Um, it's an interesting take. Like, what did you think about these episodes and, and kind of touching down on everything they did? I liked the dark touch and there was nobody in the mirror universe to give it that positivity. So that's something I liked about it. Um, everybody looks really different. I think the person who looked the least different was either, uh, Hoshi or Archer. Yeah, I would agree. They, yeah, you didn't, it was actually pretty funny when we saw it to Paul cause she had the really long hair. And she was wearing the Starfleet uniform, but it was like they had it weird where it was cut like in a crop top, like cut in two. That's but how I, I so Karen, all you uni- all women do at that point, I feel like. I know. And it's like I said, it's an over-sexualized thing that they do specifically for the mirror universe. And I get why. But I remember pointing out and saying, you know, that's DePaul, right? That's Jolene Blaylock. And you your eyes just like opened up, like, are you kidding me? Like, really? Like, no way. It was so funny. But uh who's your Who's your uh, character, your your highlight character? in this? Archer. Archer, really? I yeah. would say T'Pol in this. I really like that she was more the voice of reason. She was more the like the good one, really. You know? um, and what did you, what was like a moral maybe you learned from the Mirror Universe, if any? Everybody has a dark side. Everyone has a dark side. Yeah. Pretty smart kid, you know that? All right, so we got, uh, we got episodes 20 and 21, which are two-parters. Uh, this is this is the one where it all kind of comes to a head. The xenophobia that's been encompassing Earth. Demons is episode 20. Uh, while attending a conference on a proposed interplanetary alliance, Tripp and Paul find out from a dying woman that they have a baby. Investigation shows the woman was a, a member of the xenophobic organization Terra Prime. Um, and then in episode 21, Paxton threatens to destroy Starfleet headquarters if all aliens don't leave Earth. Enterprise must shut down the Verteron array on Mars, but it is extremely well defended. I like the fact that Peter Wells shows up in this one. Um, oh, also, I want to go back to in a Mirror Darkly. A Gorn shows up. You don't know that reference yet, and you will when we get to the original series. But yes, you get a Gorn in it, so you get a lot of very cool fan service in the Mirror Darkly episodes. That's all I'm gonna. Is say. that the blue thing that they torture? No. Oh, it's the uh, the like insect lizard thing? type of monster that they're hunting down. Oh, that thing. Yep, you get a Gorn in it, and I love it. So, so demons. Okay, so now you got Trip and Paul. They find out they have a baby together. Uh, which they don't ever remember having. Uh, it is being taken by Terror Prime. They have to go undercover to try and find out where it is. Enterprise is now working to figure out where Terror Prime is working out of, get over to Mars, try and stop it. Enterprise has to get over to stop the Verderon Array? Yes, Verderon. Verderon Array, that's right. So a lot of things are happening here. Things are coming to a head. Uh, Peter Wells, Robocop himself, 
Buckaroo Banzai plays the bad guy who's heading up this Terror Prime organization. What with these episodes, what did you think? Like, was this what you were expecting it all to kind of come to? No, but I like it. Okay, elaborate, please. It's unexpected. I didn't expect it to be like an organization. Uh, you also see that uh, I believe it's sec- sector or section thirty-one, the place Reed used to work for. I believe that was section thirty-one. It, it was it wasn't called section 31 yet but yeah it was like an offshoot of section 31 which you find out now we didn't really talk about in earlier uh episodes there was some touchdown on it um where uh reed was because he was military intelligence was connected to what would eventually become section 31 and whenever they needed him they'd reach out to him which was few and far between and when they did reach out to him he would always kind of do something a little underhanded against his crew and it was starting to come to a head now and this time he needed their help so he called them and now that means that they can now do more stuff like that with him yeah and it it really it really took though it it, i think it really kind of tarnished reed a bit in there like i get that he needed the help but like it just i don't know it it was like towards the end of the season towards the end of the, uh, the end of the show how that was all kind of playing out and like it just kind of let it left a bad taste in my mouth for reed personally but mm-hmm. i did like how they they kind of played everything all together mm-hmm. so uh i you know it, it was what it was like i do like that if you're going to lead up to the formation of the federation this should be uh this should be something that comes up they've hinted at the xenophobia they've played with it in other places seen how other uh species are dealing with it with other you know like how the tellerites don't like the andorians falcons don't like anybody that you know the klingons romulans. don't like anybody romulans how they're trying to stop everybody so like but the humans the romulans, even isn't what? the romulans goal just infinite expansion it's not it's just like they don't want allies because that will be a threat to them so because isn't there yeah goal to they, take they're over very the universe they're very xenophobic they don't even want vulcans you know, and that's like their most related species, mm-hmm. you know, so like they, they're very much about themselves. Like, and of course, later down the line, we see that the Romulans, uh, you know, of course, through the help of Spock and through the help of Jean-Luc Picard and such, uh, they do become integrated. Then they, we do, they become part of the Federation and things like that. And like, there's a lot of elements that, that kind of open up down the line. Now, this is 400 years or so down the line. But in the beginning, like, no, we don't want anybody near us. And they were very adamant about, like, we don't want anybody near us. Mm-hmm. Like, we're doing our thing. And when we see you guys starting to have alliances, we're going to try and stop it. Mm-hmm. You know? So it this whole season did build up to that. And it built up to a lot. So you see the crew of Enterprise, especially Archer, understanding and being able to be that voice of reason especially for the humans like nobody wanted to just be us wanted to just be us more than me but it can't be we have to expand we have to have alliances we have to be doing these things we have to be doing it peacefully as much as we can we have to stand more and for betterment and so like i liked this war between it and then also taking the first you know uh interspecies baby and as yeah. hostage you know that that was that was a big deal so would um do you think this was an effective do you think this was an effective end to the season like everything you've seen this season 
all coming together because yeah everything does play in because remember the nazis were very much about genetical enhanced genetically enhanced they were very much about um getting rid of other races uh you know that they did not deem worthy you know because they're horrible horrible people horrible thinking so like this is that's very much a theme throughout all of this the genetically the genetically enhanced augments feel the same way like you're not as good right. as us so you should be gone klingons feel the same way you know like everything sort of feels the same way like even when you find out about the orion syndicate and find out that you know we looked at the women and over sexualized them and that's what they wanted because they're actually in charge they actually make all the decisions mm -hmm. but they throw us off by making us think that they're just sex slaves right you know so like in situations so like it's that it's that way of thinking that like now we have such preconceived notions about them that they were able to take over whereas we need to get rid of our own biases mm -hmm. really what it comes down to so like when you get to this now they the biggest um evil we're dealing with right now are our own people mm -hmm. you know how do we do that did you think this was a good ending and that it actually was a good culmination of what the entire season was trying to tell. Yeah. I do like the next episode, but I do feel like it would have been better if they ended it here. Really? Well, how so? Oh, so so you mean not the very last episode. Yeah. So, I mean, they don't add, they don't do these, these are the voyages, which I didn't dislike. I liked the episode, but I feel like it could have been better without it. Okay. I got what you're saying. All right, and, and we're going to get into that in a second because there's a lot I want to say about that as well. But these two episodes in a whole, you think they were effective, though? I do think they were pretty effective. And who are your who is your highlight characters for the two episodes? Trip and Paul. I couldn't pick one. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I for me, I'd probably yeah, I'll go Trip and Paul on that. You, I, I'm with you on that. They, they were who really were good. you? Who were you thinking before? I was thinking more Trip, but Trip and Paul in this episodes were very good. They were both really good. In um. But, okay, so, Tribbett's Paul, what's the morals that you learned? Differences can still work together and, like, coexist. Yeah, I like the coexist portion of it, the, you know, and, and working with people and, and the differences that you all have, yeah. So In fact, like, not that differences can work together, that most often cases, differences should work together. Other ways of thinking kind of coming and collaborating in different ways. Uh, so, you know, I like that moral and kind of where you're going with it. But I, I, I did think that these were effective for the season. Yeah. I just didn't think they were the – I didn't think it was a completely strong way to end it. You know, uh, right. I, you know, and I, I am glad they did that extra episode, These Are the Voyages, which is episode 22, which we'll get into in just a second. But this was, of course, the final fight. The final episode was more a huge fan service episode and kind of like the birth of the federation and what what happens there but yeah this this was a uh this was an interesting season for sure um of course you said trip into paul and i agreed with you on that um is there before we get into the last episode uh what is your favorite episode from this half of the season oh that's tough probably one from the Babel, one from the Babel series, like probably 14. Yeah, 14 okay, so would probably the be Anarch, 
the Anor is yours. Babel one is probably mine. You liked one the most out of you liked number twelve the most. Yeah, I, I really like the interaction between Tran uh, and Archer and the Tellarites and kind of how that whole thing played out. Um, and it was a good build up to opening it up for the next two parts. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, and and I liked the the mystery of what was going on with the Romulan ship, you know. Yeah. The first uh, first portion of it, but yeah. So I'd say Babel One was my first half. Do you want to pick a favorite for the season? I can't pick. It's either eleven or uh, it's either eleven or um, fourteen. Eleven so, or fourteen. Okay. It's either would, Anar or uh, Observer Effect. I would probably say that my favorite episode of the season is Home. I really like that episode. I like to see everybody dealing with the aftermath. I like that they touch down on everything they've been through and what they're going through and kind of like opening it up to where the season's going, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. So, but we do have one more episode that we're going to talk about. That's episode 22. These are the voyages. Now, this is a very controversial episode, and that's why I wanted to kind of separate it from where we were talking about with everything. The year is 2370, and Commander William T. Riker is aboard the USS Enterprise, the NCC-1701D. He's trying to clear his mind before he has to have a very tough conversation with Captain Picard, and he relives the last mission of the first Enterprise on the holodeck. That, you know, Troy comes to him and says that, you know, he has a dilemma that he's currently dealing with, which is an actual episode in Next Gen, which is a very good episode. And I'll save that for when we get to Next Gen, and I'll point it out to you when we talk about that. But he was dealing with that dilemma of telling his new captain something that was classified from his old captain and kind of how this is all going to play out. So Troy says... Why don't you go back and kind of relive the days of Enterprise, the first one, NX-01, and just kind of see what it was like with Trip and, uh, you know, because Trip actually in this episode, not to give everything away, spoiler alert, he dies in this episode. And the it's the forming of the Federation. We are now seven years into the future after the last episode. It's days away from the Federation being formed. Everybody's coming, kind of coming together for the ceremony. Archer gets called by Shran to come help him find his kidnapped daughter. And it all kind of comes to a head uh, with some bad guys. Riker Kaisen goes along for the ride in the holodeck to see to kind of get guidance on how to handle a situation where you have to go against what one captain has ordered you to do to possibly do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And Trip is the main focus of that because Trip goes against what his captain tells him to do to do what he thinks is the right thing. He realizes, and, and then what that is, is Archer is willing to sacrifice himself to save Enterprise and save Trip from these marauders who are trying to kill him. Trip realizes, okay, we need him. Archer needs to be alive for the Federation to happen. So Trip sacrifices himself to save Archer and the rest of Enterprise and save the Federation. He realizes he, ha- for the greater good, he has to sacrifice himself. And that is something Riker looks up to, and that's ultimately why he is reliving this. This is a big episode. A lot of fan service, a lot of controversy. When we had Jonathan Frakes on the show, 
we asked him about, uh, and you guys can go back and check out that interview anytime that's in video or on podcast, go check it out. Um, and his take on it was that he didn't like it. He didn't think he should be a part of it. He thought it was Scott Bakula's show and he felt like coming in was just wrong. I have a different take. Casey also had the same take. He didn't like it either. I have a different take on it. And before I ask you yours, Tom, I, my take is this last season has been all about fan service really. And this is like the biggest fan service you can do. Even the last two seasons have been very high on fan service, but especially this fourth season, all things, Star Trek, they were calling back to almost every. So when they did this, I was like, you know what? It's fine by me. It works. It's a time jump seven years ahead. We get to see the formation of the Federation. It's, we get some more Shran. I'm cool with it. Riker's there. Troy's there. I was fine with it. Uh, it didn't bother me because it wasn't there was nothing better in place. So I didn't mind it because every episode had fan service. What did you think? Did it work for you? Did it not work for you? I'd love to hear your take. It worked for me, but I feel like Tripp's death was kind of meaningless. Really? Why? He got, so he just gets killed right before by some villains that we've never seen with no buildup. Usually a main character would get killed by, you know, like super bad villains like the Borg or something. Well, the Borg are definitely not in this. Well, no, I know. Not true. The Borg were in the second season, unfortunately, but what right. are we going to do? Yeah, you missed that episode. We'll get into that another time, but it's the worst. In my opinion, it's still the worst episode of this entire series. That's an episode we don't really have to talk about. It's still, in my opinion, one of the worst episodes in, in this entire series. Uh, and that was one that was kind of shoehorned in, too. But uh, so I, again, I didn't have a problem with him showing up. I didn't have a problem with being a holodeck episode. I got it. Uh, and it was what it was. Could it have been better? Maybe, but with where it was going and kind of how it played out these last two seasons, it didn't bother me that they brought in Riker and Troy towards the end. Uh, it didn't seem to really bother you. What were your, some of your takeaways with this last episode? It's a different ending than you see for most Star Trek shows. Because usually it ends with the ship getting, like, destroyed. So they have to go on to, like, a new one or something. But that's not how this ends. This ends with you, like, watching something happen and such. So it, I think it's a different, like, take on the ending. So, okay. So I see what you're saying. So it's not like a... We're not actually seeing them move on. Yeah. We're seeing their holograms. By this point so we're 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 actually in the next gen world and we're looking back at this crew that we've been watching essentially like you know for four years in our case for four months you know <laughs> for four months and now do you feel cheated in that instance because it was taken out no i do feel like there was a way i that it could have been better than with Riker. Mm -hmm. it was like some of the crew members but they're older telling the story to like their grandkids or something and then like and then like at the end they're like that's the end of the story of the nxo one or something i feel like that okay been i cool. see what you're saying so like they should have kept it contained within the enterprise crew yeah but it was like the older but it was like the members older so like maybe to paul and archer and some of the main crew members were like they're all old and like talking about it I gotcha. Well, that would have been cool. That would have been a fun one. Okay. I like it. Who's your shining character for this one? Riker. Riker, really? Slash, slash chef. Slash chef. Okay. 
I like it. My shining is, is Trip. I think Trip was a good one. Uh, Shran was good as well. Uh, but to finish it off, I think Trip did a really good job. And I think he gets it because he got the death. You know, they, they, they killed him off. I'll give it to him. What's the moral you learned from this episode? I didn't really have one that much. I don't know. Okay. I couldn't really find one. You've learned but, nothing. Like, nothing at all, son. Don't get into debt with shady friends with weapons. That is true. Actually, there you go. That's a moral. That's a good moral learn it i'm fine with that uh <laughs> don't get into debt with shady friends i like it okay uh, is there like a moral or it doesn't even have to be a moral but like is there something a life lesson or technology or something like that something that you learned or something that you saw that o- overall throughout the whole season that really stuck with you not really I mean, I don't know. Like, the transporter, I think, would be cool. Because, like, they really got a lot with the transporter. It would be cool to just, like, instead of having to drive to school, you could just type in, you could just, like, type in some stuff on a computer, and then you're beamed into school. I like it. Very although, cool. that would put a, although that would put a lot of bus drivers out of jobs. So, not all good. You're always thinking about commerce. I love it. All right. Uh, I love it. What's, who's your over this entire season? Entirety. Who's your shining character all the way through? Trip. Trip. that's a good one i would say archer for me but trip i like it very cool all right guys i want to say uh thank you so much i want to thank you tommy for being a part of this thank joining me. me yeah absolutely finishing out enterprise so that's for the fourth season of enterprise we are done with enterprise guys thank you so much for joining in this last four months and doing this uh it's been pretty crazy and amazing and we really appreciate it thank you guys uh we are going on to discovery season one next month so make sure you join in that's gonna be two episodes we're gonna do the first eight episodes in our first episode and then we're gonna do the next seven episodes of discovery season one in the second episode of the of work factor fiction guys you can check this out it's on our patreon for the first month you can listen to it as a podcast it'll be on all platforms uh or you can watch it on youtube it will be available uh and then yeah make sure that you subscribe make sure that you hit the notification bell make sure you hit like because it helps us go a long way we have quarter impulse which is our companion series where we talk about other aspects of the star trek universe that kind of interest us and really want to you know discuss and be a part of make sure you you know listen to that and if you have any recommendations of stuff you want us to talk about hit us up anywhere you can either email us at the scene snobs at gmail.com you can talk to us on all social media you can dm us the whole nine yards you can comment and we will talk about it with you i want to say thank you guys so much for listening watching go check out snobsmerch.com uh we have great merch there coffee mugs stickers dog shirts t-shirts jackets the whole nine uh and we have some very cool stuff we have star trek designs other designs more very movie based really appreciate you guys being a part of it uh tommy got anything you want to say before we get going um live long and prosper no stop doing that (laughs) we're not doing a sign off yet No, we're not doing a sign off just yet, guys. Just want to say thank you again for watching so much. We really appreciate you. Uh, check out thescenesnobs.com. Uh, we have lots of great shows like the Scene Snobs podcast, Five Takeaways, Did I Just Fix This Movie, uh, and tons more coming on the way. Uh, we have gaming coming into play very soon. We're going to be doing Star Trek Resurgence. Uh, join our Patreon. We have great perks, six tiers available. I uh, really appreciate all the support that everybody gives us. Our Discord is live, and everybody's having great conversations over there. All the links and more down below so get into it let's have a good time tommy and i are going to continue this on so make sure you join us next month for discovery season one then we'll do discovery season two and so on and so forth until we get all the way through it i want to say thank you guys again now tommy do you have anything you want to say 
<laughs> live long and prosper. Thank you guys again. And I'm going to join him in saying live long and prosper. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. We love you.